Welcome to another bonus podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here on staff at Northview. And I am sitting with um, Crystal, of course, pastor of women. Hello. And then I've got Kyle and Greg. So Kyle, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kyle. (laughs) And you might know me better through this podcast from my wife. She's on occasionally, Rebecca. What do you do here at Northview, Kyle? I work in the discipleship department. so yeah, it's a joy to be here. It's coming up on five years that uh, my family and I have been here. It got a bit of a cold or some lingering summer bronchial irritation that yeah. causes my voice to go deeper. Very low. Which is probably good for podcasts, uh, but sometimes the cough occasionally. So uh, forgive me, I'll try to turn away. And some of you might remember that Kyle used to be the high school pastor. And you've now been the discipleship pastor for how long? Um, I guess a little bit over a year now. Kind of, okay. there's a transition time there when Ron Friesen is leading up that group, and got a good team under him. It's great to see the students and see all that they're doing. Yeah, um, um, yeah it's a it's a great stage of life to grow and to to learn and be engaged and be challenged. How old are your kids now, Kyle? A uh, son who's ten, and a daughter who is five. So yeah, Caden is in uh, was in a French immersion program. Um, and now both of our kids are going to transition over to MEI. Okay. Uh, Karis hasn't actually started school, even though um, she has put herself in a Disney Im- princess immersion program, I think, because of her, <laughs> her love of all things Disney. Nice. Okay, Greg, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Greg. And uh, I think, am I still your most frequented guest? Yeah, you managed to keep yourself on that uh-huh. list because we were going to do this when you were gone, and then you would have maybe fallen and I off. I threw so. a huge fit. <laughs> maybe most frequent male guest. You better okay. clarify that. Sure, Rebecca, yeah. I think might beat you. Well, then we'll fix that. <laughs> Let's just say Rebecca might be injured in the next two podcasts <laughs> and not be able to participate. Um, I'm I'm Kyle's associate pastor in the discipleship department, so I help him out with a lot of different stuff, TLC and Thursday theology and. Some other things as required by him or mm-hmm. our lead pastor yes. and uh, part of our preaching and teaching team and that kind of stuff too. You've so, got a little guy at home? I do. Benji, he's turned two this summer, so it's good. He's crawling around doing his thing, so it's exciting. And Kyle and Greg and Jeff all sit on the same big table mm-hmm. open in our open office concepts. You often hear lots of little funny conversations going on there about their upcoming sermons and things like that. It's kind of fun. Yeah, whatever is irritating us that day <laughs> yeah. usually becomes the loud thing in the corner yep. that day. Yeah. The rest of the office does a good job of pretending they can't hear us. But we're really listening in. But you're we actually are, yeah. listening and, and laughing. taking notes. And <laughs> No, it's good. So we are talking today about the Immerse program, which you may or may not have heard about. So if you haven't heard about it, this is going to be great for you. Mm-hmm. And if you have heard, you probably have questions. So we have in front of us a whiteboard full of all kinds of questions we have for Kyle and Greg. So first of all, Kyle, go for it. Tell us what is Immerse? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty exciting idea in education. It's a Master of Divinity degree that is being pioneered by Northwest Baptist, uh, which is part of the Acts uh, Consortium at Trinity Western University. Uh, and their denomination, um, a number of years ago, recognized the need of, of pastors to have some really practical 
ministry skills and experience um, as they pastor, which mm-hmm. which makes sense. Um, you know, seminaries as academic institutions are really really good at imparting good information and knowledge yeah. and content. And in the process of that, they can they can uh, encourage students to develop the skills and as well as the character along the way and do a very good job of that. So this isn't to say that seminaries are bad or uh, <laughs> unneeded. There still is a, a real important place for really diligent study yeah. in, for the body of Christ to answer all kinds of, obje- of objections to the gospel, uh, as well as to clarify the, the, the person of Christ in our pluralistic society and ever-changing society. So. Um, this isn't to change seminaries per se, or to to, to criticize, eliminate them. or yeah, eliminate them, or to criticize things that have happened in seminaries. It's just to recognize that um, pastoral training can happen in a different context. So this is a, a context shift from the academy to um, the, the local church, where the local church becomes uh, the hub of the education because it's context based. Um, so there are some classes to take. There's lots of assignments to do. Uh, but the goal isn't necessarily to complete classes or coursework or assignments and get grades. Um, there are, you know, classes and, and things and assignments to do, uh, but it's it's competency focused. So this is um, a big kind of buzzword, a big thing within education across mm-hmm. all different areas is competency based, uh, with the idea that that as people go through programs, you want to make sure that they are competent when yeah. they graduate, that they don't only have the head knowledge, whether that be um, for psychology or, in this case, uh, theology and pastoral ministry, but they can actually interact with people yeah. well and practice the skills. So, yeah. um, with the with the competency focus, um, there are three main areas that are, are developed. Um, there's knowledge, uh, skill, and character. So the knowledge really focuses, again, on the content, the information that you need uh, to understand who God is, what the world's like, how people function, how to how to teach well, how to counsel well, all those things. So knowledge is huge. Um, skill is great to interact with people, not just to think about different ways to teach or different models of teaching, but actually have experience in teaching so that when you graduate, um, you have an experience in that. So knowledge, skill. Um, and the third one is probably the hardest one um, to get to in any kind of setting. That's the character. That's the heart. Yeah. And that's really encouraging students in the process to um, to be transformed continually by the gospel. That recognize what Christ did for us on the cross, how the Spirit lives in us. We're continually dying to self, living for Christ. So this ongoing gospel recognition and renewal um, and this character transformation to be more Christ-like as we practice the skill and as we um, incorporate the knowledge, as we do all those things uh, with a heart that is really um, Christ-focused, that literally loves God and loves people in the process. Um, so knowledge, skill, character are three things that are, are tightly interwoven to this. Um, and the, again, the context is a local church, and so we're developing a program here at Northview uh, to have immersed students um, serving here, learning here, um, having their character and hearts transformed here, Lord willing, um, in order that at the end of the day, at the end of the program, uh, they won't be perfect. They won't have everything necessarily in line. Sorry, Greg. Is, <laughs> I don't know if that's a surprise for you, but um, may not have everything in line, but are, are really well prepared. They've, they've gained a high degree of competency mm-hmm. for continued pastoral ministry. So yeah. they can go wherever God takes them, whether it's um, down the road in Abbotsford, where it's across the or it's across the world in a in a hard to reach ministry context, and where the soil for the gospel and people's hearts are really hard. Wherever people go, they'll be ready to to love God well and love the people around them well. 
I remember John Pazook saying when he was here um, in one of our sermon reviews, he was talking about at seminary, traditionally, if you like, go, because he did two master's degrees, mm-hmm. he says you learn to think with your fingers because you're writing out your thoughts, but to actually learn how to verbalize what you're thinking and to argue something verbally is a skill we don't use as much. And so he said his time at North, he was helping him do that. So I think that's part of mm. the the being teaching the things that you're learning, right? It's mm-hmm. not just writing a paper on it, it's actually having to verbalize it in front of a group or in a podcast or in a some kind of a recording. Mm-hmm. So the word immerse really then speaks like French immersion where you're really immersed in ministry. You're learning it academically, you're learning it on the ground, hands-on, mm. yeah. Yeah, it was d- developed by a Baptist denomination, <laughs> so I don't know if that's a tongue-in-cheek thing or an intentional thing or a slightly ironic thing, but it's great. So we baptize by immersion um, to show that we're we're dead to sin and alive to Christ, and we're 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 fully His. Um, and this program is called Immersion, so you're fully within the ministry context. So yeah. the um, the learning, the the skills, and the character mm. are all fashioned with from within the ministry context, mm. as opposed to taking people out of ministry um, for the education and then disconnecting them from ministry yeah. in order to reincorporate them, them later. Right? Yeah. So then, one so, question. You said that somebody will gain their Master's of Divinity. Now, I know that there's a lot of theological degrees that people can gain. So why this degree as opposed to other degrees? Um, Traditionally, a Master of Divinity divinity degree is one that um, pastors have acquired. Generally, it's if you go full-time, it's three years uh, of training. Um, you know, other master's degrees can range from two to four years, but this is a three-year degree, and the focus is on on ministry preparation. So okay. uh, it's a master divinity degree. That's what um, was developed by Northwest Baptist. Uh, and they have accreditation for this degree. So um, since it's a, a accredited, it's through Northwest Baptist is the um, the parent uh, organization in that sense. Um, it's it's just like any other. Master of Divinity degree in that sense that it's legitimate. Um, you get a piece of paper, yeah. you get to walk across a stage at the end of it, you turn your tassel, throw your hat, yeah. all, all. So all like after it. our intern program, we give them a little like North Sea certificate. <laughs> the Immerse program is not like that. The certificate isn't on from Northview with Jeff's signature and <laughs> your signature. That. It's an actual not accredited... Like the- degree from an institution that is recognized by the Theological Society that grants these kinds of degrees. So it, it isn't the same kind of thing as just a, hey, it'd be a good idea for us to train pastors in our own way and and just like, uh, but, but they wouldn't actually help them moving forward in their theological education. They could actually apply this MDiv in future studies towards to doctorate other, right. other theological work if they decide to, to do that. I feel like before we even continue like Kyle has had to do a ton yeah. of work to have this be even more than just like a, that's a good idea to consider. Like this is yeah. a massive undertaking. Yeah. It's basically, uh, it's a shift in how theological education can work for some people. And so for people listening to basically Kyle started a seminary yeah. at our church. He's, he's working within, but I mean, really when you, it's a lot of things that you've had to design and to, to work at and, and work through and accrediting and Well, he's taken a recipe. Courses. skeleton. Yeah, right? he's taken a recipe so, from somewhere else and has had to work to apply it here. So my question would be, Greg, what's the advantage for you as a student, because you're going to be part of this, and for our church? So I, uh, I did about a third of an MDiv through the traditional seminary model. 
Um, and then when I heard about the Immerse model uh, before Northview even considered doing it through our own channels and bringing on Immerse and turns that kind of stuff, uh, I did it through the Northwest Baptist for this past year. Um, the benefit to the student, um, some people might be thinking, oh, that means you don't have to actually read and engage in theological stuff and you don't you get away with all the hard work. Actually, you don't. I, I did I mean, a, a, the same amount of reading and writing that I would have had to do for other courses. The, the benefit, though, is that there's more of a, a synergy between what I do as my day job and what I'm working on for my school. Yeah. So it's not just that I need to carve out this amount of time so that I can read these books and write this paper, and it doesn't. It might might help me in my ministry down the road. It might not, um, or, or maybe I don't know when it will. Whereas in this context with immerse, it, it is almost immediately evident how this is going to be helpful in the ministry context yeah. and, well, and things. Often, often you tailor your classes based upon stuff you're doing at work, right? Right. Because it's a, just a natural match. Right. So, so many of two, killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. Many of our listeners would be familiar with like a co-op program. Mm. That's what it sounds like to me for someone who's not familiar with Immerse, but might be familiar with their kids doing engineering and then taking a co-op program like Crystal Sun Clayton has mm. been doing that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, along with the the competency or mastery model the, as the end goal, it's it's a it's a whole picture assessment of the student and encouragement and preparation of the student and to prepare them so that they can master these different mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. these different uh, skills, knowledge, and character. Uh, it's also very mentor focused. So every student has three mentors the whole time through. Um, so in lieu of you know going to different faculty and having four or five or six different individual courses over a semester, um, six would be a lot. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you ha- you have three people that are with you the whole time. So the benefit of that is you have three different sets of eyes that are uh, encouraging you, reading your work, um, listening to you teach, um, watching you interact with other people, uh, enable you to to reflect and 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 respond to different questions and challenges that come up in um, not just the theological questions, but also the interpersonal questions and challenges, um, the, the 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 life and the ministry. So um, the the strength of the the program. Um, I think is the master. Excuse me, is the is the mentor focused? Where you have again three people that are with mm-hmm. you for for that time. So, Greg, give us an mm-hmm. example of what would be an area of mastery that a pastor would need to accomplish through immerse. Yeah. So this is kind of where, depending on where you decide to do your immerse through, you you have a little bit of a different um, unpacking of it. So, for example, the one I was in this last year. Uh, one of the areas was the gospel. And so w- with that, you'd have to show a demonstration that you understand what the gospel is, that you've, you've read different people who have def- defined it and have written about it. You've engaged with it with your own writing. You, you've had to teach it in certain circumstances. And so the gospel served as one of kind of the, at least in the immerse version I was in this past year, it served as one of the 27 areas that pastors need to be able to understand and communicate this and and have this lived out in in them so that they can be the kind of person who is competent in understanding the gospel. And so that was one. Worship was another. uh, Leadership was another one. So so those are some examples Mm -hmm. from, from the model I was in. I know that the Northview version has similar but somewhat different categories. Yeah, what are those, Kyle? Yeah, so um, if I could just give like an overview, the idea 
um, with the competency focus and the, the, the context um, based is to take the traditional content instead of having a course on soteriology um, you which have is that, what yeah. uh, the, the, okay. <laughs> the you have uh, the to help doctrine, us out here soteriology is a doctrine of salvation so the gospel would be um, that would you know how are we saved why do we need to be saved um, what what did God do to um, make a way for us to be saved so soteriology would be a a theological category, okay. um, and that's a traditional class, maybe in, in, in traditional seminaries, and that's mm-hmm. that's hugely important because mm-hmm. it, uh, it impacts all kinds of different issues. Of what about my neighbor who has no interest in in Jesus, or what about people you know on you know around the neighborhood or around the globe that have never really heard a clear gospel presentation? You know, what about you know, those those cases? So it's a, it's a um, if you think of that about. Um, as a topic, maybe as a, a vertical issue, and you have, you know, who is who is Jesus? What is the nature of the church? As as categories, what Immerse tries to do is instead of doing that as main categories vertically, it tries to take soteriology, how we're saved, and and cut it horizontally. So that issue gets gets uh, hmm. picked up in a number so of different, different contexts and so yeah, many okay. areas because um, that one issue isn't an issue in isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Immerse is really. Um, focused on the integration of uh, head, hands, and heart, integration of knowledge, skill, and character, integration of all these different things to show how you can focus in on an area, but to see how that one area actually impacts all these areas of life is one of the goals of, of the Immerse program. Uh, so one of the, the topics Greg mentioned in the, the Northwest version of Immerse that he has been associated with and connected with and, and partic- uh, participating in is is the gospel, understanding the gospel and all the intricacies with that. Um, one of the ones I'm really excited about uh, as, as an area of mastery and competency is gospel-grounded counseling. <laughs> and uh, met with uh, Thalia and Paul Siemens a couple weeks ago to, to sketch that out and, and, and zero in on some important issues mm-hmm. with that. So uh, to see how um, people who uh, serve in ministry aren't licensed counselors per se, but they have people come to them with all kinds of questions and issues, yeah. and the scriptures um, speak either directly toward issues, mm-hmm. or if that specific issue maybe isn't directly uh, spoken to in, in scripture, um, scripture gives us the context of who God is, who we are, who we are in Christ as new creations, in order to work through those those questions. So. Um, Gospel-grounded counseling is, is an area of competency uh, that I'm really looking forward to students um, learning more about and be able to, to, to do well in. So okay. who are the teachers going to mm-hmm. be? You mentioned Thalia and pa- Paul as potential teachers. Who are other ones going to be? Yeah, so with um, at Northview, we're blessed with lots of people with lots of different backgrounds, lots of different experiences. So we'll have a lot of um, people in-house be able to share their experiences. We'll have um, opportunity for people outside of Northview to also come in um, on special occasions. Uh, we're talking with Apologetics Canada about um, utilizing some of their speakers for certain topics uh, along the way. Um, but having, um, like for example, uh, Andy Steiger will be teaching um, a little bit deeper through the thinking series. So he's written the book, he's done the videos, he's you know taught the thinking series in all kinds of different contexts. Um, they have a way for that, that program to be uh, picked up and utilized by people wherever they can get a group of people that want to think about the big questions of life. Uh, so Andy will be uh, teaching a, a micro course on the thinking series to get students to understand a little bit more the background and make sure they understand the questions really, really well and how Christ uh, addresses those questions really, really well. Uh, but then 
following up on that, a project will be to actually host a thinking series oh. in a small group or in a pub somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they're they're taking the the knowledge uh, from Andy yeah. uh, and you know the classroom the, that that discussion that they'll have, uh, and then they're building upon that and actually um, mm. developing a skill of interacting with people, of answering people questions, of thinking through a program of, okay, we're going to do the introductory questions here and the video here, and these will be some of the common questions that people will ask that relate to that topic, mm-hmm. um, and to just be prepared for that prayerfully and, and through study, and then be able to debrief that afterwards of, well, I, I think I totally messed up that person's question <laughs> or something along those lines. But one of the uh, great things about having Andy here on staff is that it's not just him showing up to teach you know, that class and to, to, to wow us with his information and, and everything. Uh, but it's, it's to have him, um, at, uh, just around the building. So you yeah. could, you know, send me an email, Hey, can I talk to you for five minutes about this question? And so there's follow up, um, and continued interaction that, um, I think would be really, really helpful as a, as a learning environment. So it's not just, uh, the classroom time, but it's the time before and after that I think would be really helpful for the students. Yeah. So who are the students? So we have um, we have two categories of students. This is this is where I get get complicated. I need a I need a. So Greg is one category. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg is one because he's coming into the program half half baked. Had Imran. Had Imran. Yeah. So it's a it's a program that's available to people who are in a pastoral ministry context who have uh, a access to people around them who can serve as as mentors and who can help them. Uh, help mentor them through the, the program. So people like Imran and myself and some other people on our staff who don't have a master's degree yet, because we're a part of Northview and there's other pastors that can mentor us and be involved in our education, it's, it is an easier transition for us. Mm-hmm. Although we aren't uh, losing our jobs, we are continuing to work full-time and then working on our Masters of Divinity on the side through the micro courses and through doing the work and that kind yeah. of stuff. So that's one category is some people at Northview and potentially in the future, not just at Northview, but in other church context where they have a built-in <coughs> accountability and, yeah. and mentorship kind of structure. So that's one category. And then the other category would be what we're calling immerse interns, right? Yeah, so the the name we're using right now because it's changed a little bit over different uh, different times is immersed intern. So we're looking to to hire people who um, we can encourage to go through the the program in three years. Um, so studying and doing the assignments and, and doing ministry at a pretty substantial rate. Um, but people are looking for um, being involved in in longer term and full time ministry uh, afterwards. So. Um, we have uh, two students who will be immersed interns, uh, Kendra Gerbrandt, who will be working with Crystal, yeah. uh, primarily in the women's ministry, and she'll be doing the classes and helping out with some other things as well. And then John Mulder, who will be um, working a lot with Ezra on the, at the Mission Campus. So um, again, the way that Immerse works is there are three mentors, um, and you have a, one of the mentors is a pastoral mentor, someone who you interact with on a pretty regular basis on day-to-day ministry. Uh, so... Uh, uh, Kendra will be with Crystal and John will be with Ezra, but um, they won't be limited to Crystal and Ezra. They'll be able to um, ask questions and interact with with the rest of the staff as well. And then they work we, 25 hours a week kind of as an intern role yeah. within the ministries, right? Yeah, so they have part of their time is kind of work 
service in the ministry, and then it's not it's not a full forty because we're hoping that the extra time uh, is devoted to really making sure that they can get the coursework um, completed and to be really wrestle with those things and see those um, see those the, that that knowledge, that skill, and that character to see that actually manifested in their lives over the course of three years. So, since it's at Northview, can other people join in and participate in the classes? Oh, so the, the micro classes um, are for seven weeks, uh, for an hour and a half per uh, per class. Um, so we're that's I don't know maybe a quarter of the time of a traditional seminary as far as a classroom time. So um, when you think class, don't think about you know fourteen fifteen weeks for you know and having all this homework in between and meeting twice a week. Um, so. Um, because it's a, a competency base, it's really to, to observe these things played out. Um, so the classroom time is is quite a bit less than traditional seminary, uh, but we still think it's a significant part of the learning process mm-hmm. is to, to hear some from someone to teach on a topic uh, like Andy with um, the thinking series. Uh, Jeff will talk about um, um, learning and using scripture, understanding scripture, reading scripture well um, here in the fall. Um, so yeah, so people who aren't part of the Immerse program but are still available and interested in sitting in on those classes, you don't get credit or anything like that for it. But if you're interested interested in sitting in, we do have a few spots available for people. Um, you can email me, uh, kmeeker at northview.org. I think there's a link on the website if you're interested. But um, but yeah, if people are interested in sitting in on one of those classes for seven weeks on Thursdays, uh, starting the end of September. Okay. Um, so they could pick one of the three, or yep. two of the three, or all three. Yep. If we have room, your space available. Yeah, if we have yeah. room, um, yeah, you could sit in on on all three potentially. What happens if we had like two hundred show up for gospel grounded counseling? That would be awesome. <laughs> um, uh, but we're limiting the size of of the classes. Uh, to make sure that the the immersed students have yeah. enough time to interact with one another, enough time to interact with the with the the, the teachers, yeah. um, and to hopefully have that as a kind of a small group in a sense to to wrestle with those questions on a seven week cycle and to really be able to engage with one another, mm-hmm. encourage one another, ask those questions. Um, so we're keeping those classes small, like to thirty ish, or like what are you saying? Um, we're looking at fifteen to twenty. Okay, okay, to, to start with, so. Um, and then do people have to pay if they audit? I think it's, I can't remember, it's like 20 bucks or something like that, plus the book or whatever oh. the book is the year for that particular class. So if these students complete their MDiv, their Masters of Divinity, in the three-year time slot, can they go on and do a PhD if they wanted to? How will that work? Yeah, so they'll have a Master of Divinity, Divinity degree from Northwest Baptist, and depending okay. on the program, the, the PhD program that they're looking at, mm-hmm. or the doctoral ministry program, depending on the program, um, every program has their own requirements. So it's, it's uh, and some, some programs have more requirements than others, depending on what you're emphasizing, what your, what your background is. Um, so there's, there's nothing that would prevent that from happening, but okay. no one degree is a mm-hmm. guarantee to another degree. Okay. Um, so every time you, you move from one level to the next level, you have to go through an admission process and there's yeah. transcripts and interviews and things like that. So um, it, it wouldn't limit you from further study, mm-hmm. um, but no degree guarantees you that next level right. either. So we're taking on two Immerse interns this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about next year? Um, yeah, we're looking to do take on two or three uh, a year, okay. um, depending on capacity and how things go. So yeah. everything is uh, a bit of a 
an experiment in some ways because everything is so so new. And even um, you know, as Northwest Baptist has gone through this for six years, they've they've learned that yeah, they're they're still they're still learning things. So when, when they say after six years of pioneering this and working through this, that they're still learning things, um, that encourages me because. Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll still be learning things, I'm sure, for a long way, long way ahead. Uh, but we're looking at you know two students, maybe three per year. Um, and this first year, we actually do have a third student who won't be employed here at Northview, uh, but she'll be taking the the courses, um, be involved in the immerse program, um, but won't be an an immerse intern. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll be connected with Crystal and the women's ministry, and that's uh, Sarah uh, Sarah Friesen. <coughs> Yeah. Excuse me, guys. Something caught in my throat. Um, so she, um, she'll be taking the courses and doing assignments and and be observed to see how her knowledge, skill, and character is continuing to to, to develop. Um, so yeah, we're excited to have um, two of the three immersed students who aren't part of our staff currently. Um, being able to plug into the women's ministry and, yeah. and serve serve there. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing as we're thinking about growth, like as we've talked about it at elders meetings and all these things, is just the realization that there is a load uh, and mentorship load right on all the pastors, and so they want to kind of be grow slowly, uh, just to sense what that's going to feel like for all of us as yeah. we're guiding someone along the way. Like, how much time is it going to take, and how? much benefit like I think there's gonna be a great benefit for me to have two people that can teach competently in women's ministry but then there's also the payoff of the time spent and so I think that's part of the start slow right mentality Mm. let's Mm. bite up what we can chew and then see how Mm. it goes as we get as we get further along so Crystal what will this look like for your ministry how will you uh, plug in Kendra and Sarah well, we have so many teaching opportunities, um, so I think there's just easily ways for them to get involved in teaching, um, first of all, what we are currently studying, and then as they get more further along in the program, developing courses and stuff that mm-hmm. they can teach to other women. Like, there's just an endless amount. They can be speaking on podcasts uh, when we have our bonus podcasts. Yeah. Um, we can have them at you know retreats doing a specific topic. or um, mm. There's just so many opportunities to teach mm-hmm. in women's ministry that it's just an easy, natural. Yeah. So I'm excited to have yeah. them here. It'll be great. Yeah. And then you're going to have them helping out at like Sunday night gathering and some other services too, so they get real practical <coughs> experience in the larger church setting as well, right? Right, right. So their the primary kind of ministry connection will be through the, the pastor they're working with. So Kendra with you and John um, with Ezra, um, but they'll also have some broader responsibilities. So Sunday night gathering is one of those uh, places that we see as a great context for them to connect with people, encourage people. Um, be there on a regular basis um, to build those relationships with people in that context and to um, yeah to, to be involved in, in a service to have that background that experience of okay how are services put together how mm-hmm. are they run what are you know the volunteer load and you know when, yeah so it's, it's a it's a really good context again for them to to serve in but also to gain um, mm-hmm. gain experience in TLC classes would be another, yeah. right? There's another context for teaching. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a, a really easy way to plug immerse interns into teaching roles. And, and like you said, it gives the freedom for, depending on what they're working through and what they're passionate about, for them to develop their own material and teach it kind of either as a five-week thing or as a weekend yeah. thing or a, a one-day, one-evening. TLC, we're hoping to make a broader umbrella that's more than just the five-week series so that kind of anything that happens that's theological instruction outside of the the, the weekend service time could fit under a TLC banner and and we could have staff and 
and pastors and elders teaching at that. So yeah, I think that'll be good. I also think for the students to be in a, I'm looking forward to going through what I did this past year with Immerse through the Northwest Baptist to go through it in kind of a cohort model with mm, some consistent students. Yeah. So not just individually and not just the mentor team speaking into me, but me be able to engage with John and, and Kendra and Sarah yeah. and others mm-hmm. that are in there on a regular basis for us to work through things together, I think is going to add a level of enrichment to the program that the model I was involved with didn't have built into it. Right. And so that classroom setting and that camaraderie of being yeah. and even just being camp. in the office together yeah. And, yeah. and hanging out together at break and asking questions to each other about ministry and how's that going and how's this going, that kind of stuff. So I think there's a lot of really intriguing and exciting elements of this program. Well, you're in a very interesting position, Greg, because you're associate pastor in discipleship mm-hmm. with Kyle, mm-hmm. and you're on the teaching team currently and have been for a while, mm-hmm. and you're a student in Immerse. Mm-hmm. So you can see this from a whole variety of areas that a regular person can't see it. Right. I'm so in the middle of it. He's so yeah. immersed in it. It depends <laughs> where I'm, it depends the angle I'm facing. I don't know if I should speak as a student or someone who knows a bit about the program from the top end, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more Kyle could become my boss yeah. than he is now. <laughs> like he, categories. like work, school. Yeah. Like I'm across the desk. Totally. He's immersed in my life <laughs> yeah. is what's happening. So Yeah. Any other questions we can think of? I think we've covered our whiteboard, yeah. as far as I can tell. Thalia keeps threatening she's going to make immersed students do funerals and stuff. So oh, I know. I told that to Sarah yesterday. Yeah. You know, the competency part for yeah. the gospel-grounded counseling? Yeah, for sure. Well, when we're working with grieving families, of course, there's a lot of grief counseling that we do. And so I said to Sarah, part of that competency, you're going to have to do a funeral. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, dive in weddings, funerals, yeah. and these are the types of things that um, you can have a class on, and I did. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Um, and I went to a, a, a traditional seminary, and that was a great experience, great time of my life. Um, Rebecca and I had just gotten married, and we dove into the, the seminary context. It was, it was a tremendous period of, of, of our lives together. Um, but I graduated and had some classes on ministry practice, but I didn't actually practice yeah. some forms of ministry. I did you know, teaching and volunteering and children's ministry and youth ministry along the way while I was in seminary. But um, then all of a sudden, I'm asked to do perform a wedding or asked to, to speak at a funeral. Um, and so the, the idea with Immerse is, is you will actually gain experience as a student so that there aren't those kind of like, oh man, I've only kind of read about this yeah. uh, in, in, in school and now it's like here and it's, mm. you know, it's, it's a close family friend and so there are all their the personal emotions yeah. involved with it. So um, yeah, I'm, I really think this is a great model of education. Um, again, it doesn't replace seminary. But it's a great way to train people for gospel ministry and to train people to, to grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. So with that, Kyle, would you pray for our listeners and pray for this whole Immerse program and students? Sure. Okay. Uh, God, thanks for this day and thanks for the chance to talk about Immerse. And thank you for, um, God, you don't need any specific structure, any specific um, you know, hierarchy or, or any specific denomination, uh, that your spirit is uh, working in people's hearts and 
and and the gospel is going forward um, here in Canada and around the world. So God, we thank you for that. That you're a good God who loves to give good gifts to your kids, and the best gift you could give is the gift of your son. Mm -hmm. uh, so God, would you continue to give that gift to people in new ways, and would you keep, continue to remind us who already know Christ of the beauty of that gift that we have? Uh, so God, for the Immerse program, may it, may it prepare. Uh, students to um, grow in their faith, to be equipped for uh, current ministry and future ministry, wherever you may take them. Mm -hmm. uh, may this be um, one small thing that ends up uh, impacting lots of people because of, mm -hmm. of, of the relationships that we've built, uh, both now and down the road, uh, from these people's lives. Scott, we love you. Um, God, thank you for this program. Allow all the details to the final details of be falling into place and 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 thank you for all that you've done uh, thus far um and we we give you the thanks because you're good and we will never uh, get tired of worshiping you uh, because you are so good mm -hmm. and we ask all these things in the mighty name of jesus amen amen, amen.